0: The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 540 oh, Sports Fanatic says B is right. I've been a fan since 1984. Born and bred as much as it would hurt. I have already acknowledged the fact that I might have to leave two birds for Dan and go the other way. Just sell. There is already talk among the fans. What do we do if?
1: Listen, man, these fans have a bond with each other that can hurt anybody that's depending on them. If you piss them off enough and then they say, okay, we'll show you, that's a problem. It kind of already done They've done it, but they could do it worse, and then the league don't want to see it get worse. The NFL is trying their best to stop this thing from getting any
0: worse. The person, I don't know, boy, girl, whatever, the person that runs the Twitter account for Dan Snyder's yacht tracker mm-hmm. throughout this theory. If Dan doesn't sell and the commanders continue to command as they have, could the D.C. defenders grow into a viable football threat? In no, this it city? won't happen overnight. And it'll take a hell of a lot to happen to make sure they they dethrone them. Well, and they don't play in the same season. Mm -hmm. But I think you're already seeing attendance problems. You're already seeing revenue problems. You got head coaches talking about a budget, which is unfounded in the NFL. I got this from Mark Andrews. He says, if I'm Dan, I'm holding out if I don't get the deal I want. He doesn't have to sell. It's a cash cow. The price will only go up.
1: If it was solely a cash cow, you would not hear about how things are not. See, they but, get a lot of money from the T D revenue. But you also this is the one team that spends a lot of money too. <laughs> so it may not be the the what you're taking home may not be as much as you think compared to the
0: rest of the teams. Well and He just had to take a loan to pay off his business partners. Loans think, have interest think, and terms. You
1: don't think that those other 31 owners are not saying we need to, you need to get this thing done so we can get that back? I imagine it's on their mind. I think I think a lot of times, like that guy saying, if I'm him, I'll hold out. Sounds grand. But the reason that they're thinking about selling this, there's some reasons that we may not know about that are bigger than what the hell we think. So a lot of of times people say stuff and they don't think about what's really there. We get caught up in the the, the, the hoopla of it instead of the facts. The fact is you have to borrow money from your your, your counterparts. Your counterparts allegedly feel that you were taking money, skimming money off the top. It's all alleged stuff. Your counterparts feel like you're not doing your part. This was one of the glorified franchises for one point, at point, and it has dropped off. You had the worst... you know, attendance last year.
0: All those things works against you, not for you. I think the assumption that he doesn't have to sell. Maybe he doesn't have to sell, but it seems like he might need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's selling his house. Got the one in Maryland that nobody's buying at $50 million. Bought one in Virginia for fifty. Bought one in Virginia. He's got to have something in London because he's over there all the time. You know what's expensive? Multiple houses, yacht gas. (laughs) How much do you think it costs to fill up a yacht with gas? I don't even think about that. Fifty grand. How big is the tank? (laughs) You need to know. I mean, my father in law has a pontoon boat. I don't. I don't know the size. Say it's twenty feet. Whatever Mm -hmm. a standard pontoon boat is. When he fills that thing up, it's like 400 bucks. His, uh, his yacht
1: is 100 and something feet, right? Yeah. I'm about to, I'm about to pull me up which, I'm right here.
0: Yeah, Beeman's over here Googling. I'm about to do an Amit. How much do we think it it costs to fill up a yacht with gas? I'm going to try and find out. Uh, let's get some guesses. Landfill, what do you got? Yacht gas.
1: Um, To fill up the tank... I'm going to guess that it costs
0: $80,000. And I don't know if they take gas or diesel or whatever. Fuel. Yacht gas. Fuel tank. Yacht gas. I had to fill up my truck this morning. It cost me 85 bucks. I think to fill up the lady, S <laughs> Thanks. I had to stop at the expensive gas station. It sucked. Um, Landville's in at eighty grand to fill it up. I'm at fifty grand. Jeffrey, what about you? I'm going to go 60 grand. B, what's your guess? Are you just Googling away? I'm Googling away.
1: I'm going to go like 150
0: feet. He's a mega yacht, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know what you're doing because I found it a lot quicker. You just did the little quick
1: thing. I was putting specifics. Okay. Apparently, but I know this wrong because it gave me something totally wrong right here.
0: Well, this is also in liters, which I don't really know much about.
1: On average, you're looking at...
0: It's well over a 1,000-gallon uh, tank on the boat. So according to the Yacht Mogul on Instagram, most mega yachts have a 500,000-liter Fuel tank. Again. So a little little less than uh, four of those liters per gallon. Something like that. Yeah. So say it's 100,000 gallons, 120,000 gallons. How many they have in there? 500,000 liters.
1: Okay, so 100 and some Man, hell,
0: that's a lot of damn money. Bro, according to the yacht mogul on Instagram, just to fill up the yacht with gas. We were guessing 50, 60, 70 grand, right? It's probably close to millions. 1.1 $1. $1 million dollars. Wow. That's just for gas. How much how much do you think So these yachts have a captain. Like there's a dude on it all the time. A whole staff. 100
1: the biggest vessels can store up to 100,000 gallons.
0: How much you think the captain of that boat makes? You gotta be getting paid nice, four hundred grand a year at least. Five hundred? I mean,
1: if I'm if I'm on call, I'm your becking call. Yeah, I'm making more than that.
0: This is an expensive lifestyle. All right, this is from someone named Weather Duck. Just sent me some information. Thank Weather you, Weather Duck. Thank you, Weather Duck. Before entering the interview, it is important to note that Dan Snyder's yacht is worth $192 million. It has an IMAX theater and is as long as a football field. In 2011, when gas was much cheaper than it is today, Dave McKenna reported for the Washington City paper that it cost Snyder $388,685.44 to fill the yacht with gasoline. Mm-hmm. That was 13 years ago, 12 years ago.
1: And gas on that water is more than it's than the gas we have here.
0: That. You're spending a million bucks just to fill up gas. Mm. Damn. Mm. Maybe it's 500 grand, according to SkinsFan0528. Something like that. I mean, could the value continue to go up? Yes. But people sleep on the fact one, this is a very expensive lifestyle. Multiple homes and a boat that costs you a million bucks to fill up with gas. Yeah, two planes. Two planes. You know what else is expensive? Jet, Jet fuel. <laughs> yeah. And this assumption the, lead, the, the value of the team will continue to go up. But I
1: think if you're having some level of success, it will. But if it continues like this and things keep going and people keep leaving, well, it will take a hit.
0: Not to mention the need for a new stadium will continue to go up in cost. So while, yeah, maybe a year from now, new TV deal, the team is worth more, but for a potential buyer... The costs to buy this team and get it to a first-class franchise again are going up, too. And then guess what will start happening then? The
1: amount of people that can afford it and be able to still invest in it and put better stuff becomes smaller. Totally. And You're already seeing that now. The league is going to start leaning towards those who they know can do it.
0: The the NFL is going to have an issue. The NBA has allowed corporate money to take ownership of teams. Hedge funds, investment firms, private equity, sovereign wealth funds. Mm -hmm. A lot of countries, I mean, everybody thinks of the Saudis and and the the Middle East states. But I think Finland or Norway has like an incredibly – rich sovereign hedge fund, sovereign wealth fund. Eventually, the NFL is going to be put into a position where they have to change their rules, where they have one singular owner that is able to cut a 30% check.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not that many people on the planet are that liquid. You're right about that. and And maybe that's happening here. Maybe that's why they want Bezos, because he is that liquid. But it's easy to say, oh, he doesn't need to sell. He's just going to keep it. What are they doing with the stadium? Yeah. Because that is not getting cheaper. And it's not getting closer. Without a new stadium, the entire league is losing money, is leaving money on the table in Washington. And Snyder's not getting a new stadium. We've If there's one thing we've it's learned. A, it
1: doesn't seem like that
0: at all. So it, it's easy to say he's not going to sell. There's just too much evidence to the contrary.
1: Seem like the walls are closing in, though.
0: Mike Scaff, if Snyder doesn't sell at this point, I'm done. Been a fan for over 40 years and watched him destroy this team in the last 25 years. Jeff, what about you? You're a big old Commanders fan. Left hand up, baby. I'm just ready for the process to
1: be over. Dan is getting rid of the team. I don't see him doing anything else. I honestly think there are so many stories coming out because they don't want no information to get leaked again. We They have not been able to do anything without any information being leaked. Or spoiling of, I would say, surprises. So I, I think it's just all smoke and mirrors to keep everyone, you know, keep everyone guessing for real. Yeah. For for all we know, the the quote unquote mystery uh, seller, I mean mystery bidder,
0: could already bought the team. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just I I don't see this elaborate ruse to mess with the NFL. I I, don't, I very much believe there's a reason the Mary Jo White report hasn't come out yet. And it's because uh-huh. hey, as long as you sell, we'll keep this thing in our pocket.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you're not going to sell? Here we come. Here comes the report.
1: I, then at that point, you give them All the reason they need to do what they want to do.
0: It's, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But I I think, I know that plenty of fans are worried that he might not sell. I don't think he need to be. I think he's going to sell. Mm -hmm. I think he is a super wild card in all of this.
1: I think it's more than just fans that are sitting back. That are waiting for this thing to happen.
0: Where do you think the rest of the league is on this? Where is?
1: I think they're ready for it to be over with. They're ready for this chapter to end, and 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 a new writer take over and start writing something different. They're like you know, we we we've we've written this too a little too long. Let's let's now. Let's go, let's go with something. Let's go somewhere else.
0: I'm with you. I think, I mean, you got the combine this week, so all owners go to the combine. They, I mean, they. there's all sorts of uh, competition committee meetings, uh, player safety meetings. Goodell will be there, I'm sure. This will be the talk of the combine. Maybe the Bears oh, trade. going
1: to be there.
0: What's that? You you're gonna have a lot of conversations because
1: once they see J.P. Finley, Washington, you about to get bombarded, man. What do you think about this, that, and the other? You may get more team selling talk than you do free agents and and, and prospects.
0: I I think that will be the case, dude. I think I don't think they're gonna be particularly active in free agency. Do you? I don't I don't anticipate it. But
1: they need to be, though. That's the funny thing. <laughs> right. So I believe that some of these fringe players or players that we were talking about with numbers that haven't played up to those numbers, those guys may be released so they can make sure they can go after certain people. Look, I'll come to you and say, hey, I need you to take a, uh need you to restructure your deal. No, okay, well, you know you know what that means. You need to go get your toomey ready. You know what a toomey is? Suitcase Company. Ah, <laughs> go get your to me because if you don't, if you don't adjust it, I gotta let you go. You don't restructure, it's time for you to for me to go. Bye bye.
0: It's it's gonna be an interesting week in Indianapolis, and it's going to be an interesting month. It's it's actually exactly a month out. Yeah, and my is pop, the NFL owners' meeting
1: right here? That guy just hit me that's still that little caveat that they can vote him out. Sure. And I think this thing has gotten to the point where it's gotten because they know they've gotten close to those votes now. We've seen a lot of people change their, their positioning on this thing. So if push comes to shove, hey, let's go. You join a group that has rules that they have written where courts say, this is what you signed up for. The court's not going to try to mess that
0: up. What about, remember when the Department of Justice opened an investigation?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like the Eastern District of Virginia or whatever?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I I don't know a lot, but I know when the federal government like like the 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 FEMA boss that rolled in here this morning and they just cleared the entire street and if you were on the street your car got towed mm-hmm. when the federal government shows up you got to pay attention stuff happens the justice department and what's interesting is i think when was that justice department when did they announce commanders
1: 2022 right
0: DOJ investigating commanders over alleged financial misdeeds. That was November 2nd, 2022. Keep that in mind. November 2nd. Commanders announce sale. It was November 2nd. The commanders announced they'd hired Bank of America to potentially sell the team. Mm -hmm. Landfill. That's a hell of a coincidence, buddy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a hell of a coincidence, right? Yeah. And don't I recall you checking in with somebody, Brian, that said DOJ doesn't mess around? Oh, yeah. When When the various politicians... Grandstand and announce their stuff. That you take that with a grain of salt. Department of Justice, November second. Commanders announced Bank of America, November second.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let the let the tea leaves point where they will. Don't there go anywhere. Go. We're talking about the best rookies in the NFC East. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of Money Wise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called Money Wise. That's one word, Money Wise. You can find Money Wise wherever you get your podcasts. Be Mitch and Finley, 1067 The Fan. This guitar riff will get you fired up right here. mm
1: <laughs> mm
0: Landfill. What's your email address? Bet MGM just sent me an email. If you bet on tennis this week, you get thirty percent of your wagers back, and you get a token. I know you like betting on tennis. Phil, go for it, dog. I do like the tennis. You like you like money back. hmm mm-hmm. M- Money back. I don't know about tokens, but. Whatever. The tokens are cool. It's I, money, bro. I, they, it, when you get a token, it, it's like an odds boost that you can apply whenever you want. So if you're putting like a parlay in and you have a token, it's kind of cool. It's a cool little premise by the folks at BetMGM. Um, I just forwarded you the email. So if you get rich, give me a cut, all right? I wanted to talk about the rookie class, because the combine is kind of the beginning of the draft season here. And I think if you look at the commander's draft from last year, who's your stud B? Last year. Dotson was good. Missed some time, but was good.
1: He was damn good. <laughs> the time He was there though.
0: Brian Robinson. Robinson was, good. was
1: great till the end. Kind of hard to go against those two guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, You know, Fiderian Mathis got hurt. got hurt early. Got hurt week one, I think. Yeah. Maybe week two. Um, Percy Butler, your guy. Raging Cajun. Probably not the rookie season he was hoping. Nope. Sam Howell got the last start of the year. Yeah. Thought he looked. I think Howell made a lot of strides from the preseason finale to the regular season finale. We don't know what Howell is. We're excited to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole Turner, I thought was gonna have a, a a bigger impact than he did. Uh not a lot of production from Turner. Um Chris Paul, yeah, seventh round guard, couldn't beat out Trey Turner or Andrew Norwell for most of the season. Christian Holmes played a little late. Um, corner. Out of OK State, unfortunately for Holmes, like I the few plays I remember were him not performing well. Yeah. Uh, well, when you,
1: you draft a guy in the first round, you suppose you you expect to get production out of him. In Dotson, the best value I think probably was Robinson, third rounder. Mm-hmm. It is interesting that they have when he when he was missing. They couldn't run the offense they wanted to run. Think about that. And not like he was here the year before where they had a lot of success with it. It's just from what they saw in practice and in preseason, they automatically knew that this guy can be special.
0: It would would get my lean. Yeah, I think think of that rookie class, Robinson is the guy. Um, What do you make of... This team has used two third round picks in the last 3 years on running backs.
1: I can't make out anything bad because both of them have shown that they can play and both of them have have, have I think exceeded the expectations of a third
0: round running back. The NFL.com is rating rookie classes and it's much more appropriate to rate them now after they played for a year than it is on draft night when we give grades out. You don't know what anybody's going to do. The record, the the grade for the Commanders. What would you give them
1: for their rookies <clears throat> overall? I go to B.
0: They got them at a C.
1: I did that because you got Brian and you also have uh, Jahan. Most of the other guys were just there for the most part.
0: And then your your second rounder gets hurt.
1: Yeah, so. Mm-hmm.
0: If Howell can develop, it it becomes a A. If,
1: if Howell had played more games and play like he played in the last game and it would be an A. But they didn't want to play him. But now they all in. So, I don't know.
0: NFL.com gave the Cowboys a B-. minus. They drafted the kid Tyler Smith, started all 17 games for them at guard. Commanders would love if they could do the same thing mm-hmm. in a couple months. Um. Not a... The one thing that's interesting from the Cowboys draft class is they actually drafted John Ridgway, the D-tackle, that they tried to slide through to their practice squad and Washington picked him off. Ridgway's a good young player, man. He's big, strong, certainly aggressive, likes pile-driving people. Um, But, you know, if you count John Ridgway as part of the commander's draft class, that's value from a fifth-rounder. The Giants got a C-plus. You had Kayvon Thibodeau, who I think only had four, four-and-a-half sacks on the season, but two yeah. of them came against two the Commanders. Game right, right. Yeah. and he – I mean, he he changed the scope of the Commanders' season with both his sacks, the one in New York and the one at FedEx Field that he, that he got the touchdown off of. The Commanders didn't make the playoffs. The Giants did. Um – Giants drafted that receiver, Wandale Robinson, who I feel like made some catches for them. Bellinger, that tight end. Mm-hmm. So they gave the Giants a C-plus for their draft. Wow. And then landfills, Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles. Remember how much excitement there was for Jordan Davis, the big fella? Yeah. Missed four games. Was good, but certainly not great. And then remember how much excitement there was about N'Kobe Dean, the Georgia linebacker, that they were able to get in the third round? Yep. He didn't even start a game for them. Um, They did have – the the, uh, safety was a free agent. I didn't realize that. Undrafted free agent, Reed Blankenship. And he started down the stretch for them and and, and turned into a – A real piece for them. But I
1: think all those guys proves the point I was making earlier. Takes a little time to learn how to play in this league. Dean didn't, wasn't the same. Because you saw the people they had playing in front of him. They were veteran players. that were getting it done. You go to Jordan Davis, got hurt early. Came back and they started playing the veteran guys that they went out and got while he was hurt. they awesome in college now you got to do across from you who's bigger than you and might be nine to ten years older than you grown-ass man saying come here little boy let me show you how this is done and he understands all the tricks of the trade you don't you just think i'm gonna just go out here and manhandle them and you find out real quick that <laughs> i gotta figure out another way i gotta use my mind more in this game no longer just my physicality
0: I think, I mean, similarly with John Ridgway, I think playing mm-hmm. next to John Allen and Ron Payne probably helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. And learning. and Being around
1: veteran players and, and learning the tricks of the trade, man. Because, like, sometimes when you look at the veteran guys do something compared to the younger guy, the veteran guy looks like he's just going through the motions, but he doesn't use unnecessary energy. The young guys seem like they just flying with their head on fire and they messing up.
0: You know what's crazy is almost every mock draft I've seen has the commanders taking a corner, and it's never the same guy.
1: <laughs>
0: I just got an alert from the team, so I have the team's app on my phone, and they, you know, they send you like a notification mm-hmm. it says "Mock Draft Monday." Tap to see which cornerback Nate Davis has the commanders taking in the first round. <laughs> I'm going to tell you which cornerback Nate Davis has the commanders taking in the first round when we return before we go. Got to tell you about the cloakroom nominated multiple times for best overall gentlemen's club in the country. And it just got even better located at fifth and K Northwest cloakroom is the first gentlemen's club in the country to have their own sports book. How cool is that? You can place wagers at traditional betting windows or kiosks while you're enjoying the entertainment. If you don't want that go on the elevator to the fourth floor to the beautiful year-round climate-controlled sportsbook and lounge called Over Under. State-of-the-art retractable roof, TV showing all the games, college basketball tournaments start tonight. Atlantic Sun tournament starts tonight. The big conferences are not until next week, but March Madness is here, man. Today's the 27th of February. That means Wednesday is March 1st. If you want to watch March Madness, go to Over Under. I promise you'll enjoy yourself. They have a killer bourbon selection. They got drink specials all the time. Check them out online, cloakroomdc.com.
1: Beers of Philly, 106.7 The Fan. 1 o'clock, we have Bears Zaluga joining us. And also Mark Stern at 130. I think it's a high school basketball tournament going on. We're going to definitely get into that. But we were talking a little bit about the uh, rookie grades and things of that nature. And, I, like, I just I, – I kind of catch myself in a little pickle at times when I hear people like overly expecting rookies to come in and do stuff. And I've been around where I understand where (laughs) I don't care how bad you were in college. Every once in a while we find a guy who will step into the next level and just handle business. But for the most part, and the majority of guys, they have to get into this league and begin to learn. Because as I used a little analogy earlier about saying, you know, you're a young dude, you playing, you were a badass in college, and now you're going to get somebody who's probably bigger than you, they're stronger than you, they're older than you, which means they have a little bit more knowledge. And they begin to do things against you that you have never seen in your life. And they have that level of success. So I look at, like, Jahan Dawson last year. As good as he played, this kid can be better. And probably will be better because now he's going to understand how to handle his body and to prepare his body for the rigors of the NFL. Yes, in college right now, guys are playing 13 games, 14. Some get up to 15 games. But you're not playing against grown-ass men, okay? I don't care what football team you have, Alabama against Ohio State. There are not 22 starters on the field at one particular time. You might get up to 15 NFL players, probably less, more often than not. But then when you get to the NFL, and I know we hear people explaining and describing the team's now. oh, that team sucked. That guy sucks. Yeah, we, we, we're comparing them at the highest level. So, Brian Robinson, he would tell J.P. how his body was hurting, how he could feel the difference as the season went on. But Fedarian Mathis, early in the season. I When I first got in this league, returning kicks and punts and things like that, Around week 8 to 10, I felt it. But I had enough veteran players around me to start saying, do this, do this, you know, telling you what to eat, how to take care of your body, more stretching, make sure you go get some acupuncture, get you a massage, all those things. Because when you're in college, everything is right there for you. When you become a pro, now you're a man. But those little things like when they got the uh, resident assistants who knock on the door or somebody walk down the hall ringing a bell to wake you up, where you have all the people reminding you of where you need to hell go, you don't have that anymore when you're in the NFL. You live at your own place, you gotta wake yourself up, and if you hit that snooze button <laughs> and you go to sleep, you might get a $1,000 fine thrown at you, uh, <laughs> and it, it threaten you, depending on how you're playing the game, this is from personal experience, that happened to me. So, you gotta start doing things on your own. But, Hearing guys say taking care of your body, is the most important thing. Because the way you start the season is the way you want to try and finish the season. I've sat there and I watched Jerry Rice. Everybody say Jerry Rice run four six. All the defensive back that was trying to check Jerry Rice were four twos, four threes. By the time they got into the four quarter, they were running four six. But guess what Jerry was doing? Still running a four-five nine, four six, full speed, every play. They couldn't handle him because the man knew what he can do. He knew I can exert himself. That's a little thing called, uh, what is this, uh, I think, a, a FTP test or something like that where you try to find out what you can truly do on a bicycle. So it makes you go out there and you are going as hard as you can go for as long as you can go. So when you finally get into a ride and you're going to get somebody and then this person is running, you know what you can do. They may be able to hold it for a, a mile or two. You may be able to hold it for 10 miles. So you're going to break them down. And the NFL and a lot of these rookies will understand the quicker you learn how to get in tune with your body, the better you're going to be for your football team. Jahan Dawson, if we get 17 games out of him the way he played when he was healthy, you're talking about a hell of a damn asset. If you can get 17 games out of Brian Robinson the way that he played, that's a hell of an asset. For Darren Matters, if you can get 12, 14 games out of him the way that they expected him, that's a major, major jump. So it's not about oh he was drafted in the first round, drafted in the second round. If his ass not available, he ain't helping you. So all these guys, if anybody here can hear my voice, figure out a way to be battle tested to be able to give us seventeen, not less. You know, you, don't, you give us seventeen straight games because when you get to the playoffs, believe me, the adrenaline will take you over the hump. You can definitely get there. So, those rookies that they can grade them how they want to grade them. The NFL grades stuff a little differently. But you saw two guys who had masterful games while they were healthy and in the game. And the main thing is to try to be there consistently and be there consecutively when it comes to plays where you can truly, truly help your football team out.
0: Did you see who Nate Davis has the commanders taking at 16? Who's that? This is a new corner. Another one now? Joey Porter Jr., Penn State. I've seen Joey Porter
1: Jr. go anywhere from like five, seven on up. And if he is as good as they say, and he has the pedigree that he his dad had, I don't think, what were he, we' he 12, 16, something 16. like that? 16. I don't think he's still there, 16.
0: What I find interesting is in this mock draft from Nate Davis, who is uh, USA Today, He's got Broderick Jones, the tackle from Georgia, going 17 to the Steelers. So the commander's leaving a tackle on the board to take a corner. Why this That is not the direction I would go. I
1: understand we need both of those positions. But I think a a legitimate tackle will be probably more viable for this team or, or feasible or what necessary. Right now, we built the team as if we had one-third of a – we wanted to build it based off of one-third of the other team. We had a lot of good pieces already at special teams, well, especially the, 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 the people that operate the kicks all that things like that. Then we went in and we got a, a defensive lineman every damn year. Then we came a linebacker. Now, you got to get something on that offensive side of the ball.
0: How comfortable are you at tackle? You've got a veteran making big money. you got Charles Leno on the left side making 12 and a half mil. Mm -hmm. And a second rounder, it's a high draft investment, Mm -hmm. on the right side in Sam Cosby. Do you you think they think they don't need to take a tackle? They may. But I think as I watch the game and some of the better
1: athletic ends that were rushing against Leno, they got the best of it. I'm looking at 12 million dollars and I start looking at those younger guys that were getting around him if I feel I can go draft the younger prospect which means his salary is going to be lower for some years so we can build up I, I go make that move now as I was stating earlier, I approach some guys and talk about some restructuring I'll find out if they want to be around or not
0: find out quick that, that's how you
1: make that's how you you build teams by look man this is what we gotta do. We, we like you, but I love success more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, they got to get to that point, man. But instead of we, – we seem to just fall in love with everybody we have.
0: Interesting scenario if there's a tackle there. Now, the two highest-rated tackles are the kid from Northwestern and the kid from Ohio State. So maybe they're just not as keen on this big fella from Georgia. Mm-hmm. But – uh Yep, Stetson Bennett pretty clean.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Stetson Bennett has some stuff about him. Man. That do, he, he can roll out. He well, gotta, I wonder. Got to take care of himself in the public,
0: though. I wonder if the Ravens draft him. They just got the O.C. out of Georgia. God mm. Munkin. Something to think about there. When we return, we got more sale conversation and some hoops. Don't go anywhere.